0: hello and welcome to the tokenet podcast this is episode 20 and i'm your host Yas, and i am joined by nick what's up i can't wait to talk about gotcha <laughs> i'm also joined by tom constantine the evening and we're also joined by the wonderful link Sara.
1: hi internet
0: how is everybody doing
1: we good good ready to more phenomenal
0: oh god you and your you always have to be different nick i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> okay well today we are going to well we're doing a sort of a group watch of a show uh This time around, we'll be talking about Chojin Sentai Jetman. Uh, We have watched the first 13 episodes, and we'll just go ahead and start talking about it. I guess to go around, how many times has everybody seen the show, Tom?
2: Oh, geez. So many times. Uh, Four, five, six. Maybe these 13 episodes, probably, yeah, probably about that. The rest of the show, probably about twice or three times. Wow, I'm a big fan uh, of this one.
1: <laughs> Probably at least three. Kind of lose track of it after that. Yeah, because I don't want to count the the terrible Malaysian dub.
0: Oh, there's a there's a Malaysian dub.
1: There is a Malay English dub of Jetman. It's uh, it's something.
2: I kind of want to see that. I never knew of that existence, but now I oh, also for to a while
1: it. it was the only version of the show people wanted to circulate like we're talking way back in like tape trading days and like VCD days because people would Mm. say, Oh look, it's in English. And if you watch it, this is some very heavily accented English. Uh, I think I can follow the Japanese episodes better now. Wow.
2: Yeah. I Uh, used to uh, own like Malaysian dubs of like the Dragon Ball Z movies. mm -hmm. And uh, that was a interesting watch every time.
1: There's a lot of 80s, 90s English dubs that were only done for, uh, like, Malaysia or Indonesia or little places in Southeast Asia. Some of them are real treasures.
2: I think there was a
0: Filip- uh, Filipino dub of uh, Bioman,
2: I believe.
1: Yes. yes, I've heard about a, that before. Yeah,
2: that's, that's why volatile. Bioman is essentially like their uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, because that was the first one that aired though. Oh, wow. And it's not too bad. Actually, for like the 80s. I think it was the yeah. late 80s when it aired in the Philippines. It's really not that bad. Huh. But there are English subtitle versions available mm-hmm. now, so you can watch those instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, how many times have you seen this show?
3: This is my second time watching like the whole show through, but mm-hmm. I sometimes might watch individual episodes over you know, just for
0: fun. Yeah, this is this is my first go. Uh, Well, I've seen the first five episodes a long time ago, but this is my first time sitting down and just watching it from start to finish. It took a long time, but yeah, I know this is like a favorite in the fandom. Like everybody loves Jetman who has seen it. I don't know if there's really much hate for the show. Do you guys know?
1: The show used to be like one of the Holy Grails and then it got fully fan subbed. And those Mm. subs are, they've gotten past their like, oh guys, we can watch Jetman now. And now is when you have kind of the Jetman naysayers coming out of the woodwork to be like, oh, you guys said this was great, but I didn't think it was so great. <laughs> and also, I'd I just wonder- say, like, if if you mostly watch modern Sentai, uh, Jetman is not even the same kind of show. I can see how you could, like, you know, or Kuryujur, and then you watch Jetman, and it's it's not so much a thing.
0: I guess this just a taste thing or I don't know. I know people, I used to be that way at one point when I first started, like seeing a current writer and Sentai and then seeing the old stuff, like, oh man, this looks different, but Mm -hmm. you start to appreciate it after a while, especially when you see, when you start to learn about the stuff behind the scenes and get more into like how they did stuff like the practical effects and stuff like that. It becomes a lot more interesting to watch in my opinion. Anyway,
2: I'm just, uh, I'm just thinking about wow. how, how crazy it must be for new fans who are watching these shows, that it's like it's bright and colorful and fun. And then people keep telling you, oh, watch Jetman. Watch Jetman. It's from the 90s. And you're like, oh, okay, this, this is probably good. I like the 90s. And you, you put it on and you watch the first five minutes and it's like, what the hell is this program? <laughs> yeah, it it's, just,
1: it's just people fighting with each other. It's like the team is... The team doesn't really get along to the extent a modern Sentai team does until the last ten episodes. And before yeah. that, uh, there's it's lots really of uh, lots of awful people doing awful things. But you know that's that's what's <laughs> fun with Jetman. That's like it's like the only show where they do that.
2: Mm. Yeah. Even in the first episode, the only the only character who actually fights is uh, Red Hawk, um, and the other two tr- like transform and don't actually fight. They just get beaten up,
1: right.
2: um, which is interesting because usually anytime anyone gets any superpowers in this kind of media, it's like they're instantly great. They can fight really yeah. well despite having no training whatsoever. Um, but in Japan, they they're, like, nope. they... they're, like, nope. they're like, nope. They can't do anything. It doesn't matter if they've got superpowers. They can't fight still, which right. is like, cool. That's the interesting thing about Think about this uh, storyline
0: because I mean, in the first episode, Ryu is the only one who was selected to be Jetman because it was a military project. So he had four other teammates, including one which is which was his uh, is it his girlfriend or his fiance. I don't fiance think they...
2: fiance his yeah fiance right
0: okay. So then they get attacked by Viram and I mean, first up epi- is like first few minutes, uh, his fiance gets sucked out of a a uh, hole in the space station and just pretty much dies. Yeah,
2: it's, and, it's a pretty scary image, even for kids. Yeah. like now, I mean, it's I mean sort it sort of re- it sort of reminds me of like the old Doctor Who kind of mm-hmm. character deaths. It's it's not. It's
1: like, so nice. sudden,
2: yeah.
0: Because <laughs> like, because like, the thing is, like, when you when you see the you see them working together, you know, in the military, and then they get selected, and then it's like, okay, you're gonna be Jetman uh you're gonna be this team jetman but first we need to alter like your DNA kind of thing. So they yeah. shoot them with this verdonic like wave waves. Yeah. And that basically I guess it alters their okay. their whole body structure or whatever. And is it's a very like painful process. You see him like suffering and sweating and just like in pain and everything. And then they get attacked and you don't see what happens to the other three <laughs> uh, selected characters, but you see his fiance get like sucked out of the space station, holding on for dear life. And you see him holding on to her and trying to hold on and everything. And then she just, you know, she's gone.
2: It's very, it's so abrupt. yeah, it's a very red herring. Um, what they do. With Cause, yeah, um, and, cause you, you assume that she's going to be one of the jetman um And then she, mm-hmm. you know, she dies. You can't see me, but I'm doing like finger quotes. Um <laughs> it's very yeah, and
3: any other uh, Sentai like those people you first see. That's the team, you know.
2: Usually, yeah. Which is Everyone. what they, they also did in Live Man. Uh, mm. They had you know it was a five man team. Um, yeah, they even because they were animal based, so they had like on their jumpsuits when they were uh, doing experiments. They had like their different animals, and then oh, there yeah, was the silver it, jumpsuits. Yeah, and there was five yeah. people on it. And then two of them get killed in the very first episode. Sorry, this is a bit of a spoiler for life, man, but 30 years old. <laughs> the at The first point. episode? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you not watched it?
3: No, oh, I'll say I've watched it. I just don't consider stuff that happens in the first episode to be spoilers.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, well, they get killed. And the idea is that it, it, they were meant to be the whole five-man team. And then because they mm-hmm. died, the team then became three. And their whole thing yeah. is the, you know... We're going to stop you because you killed our two friends who would have been, uh, oh, it would have been like something dog. Well, like one of them was a dog. I can't remember yeah. what the other animal was. was yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I remember it that. It was weird
3: because yeah. I was like, dog ranger? Okay. Let's go with that. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, the other two who get added later aren't that. It's what? A yeah, bull or
1: something else? It's uh, a black bison
2: yeah, and oh, gr- a yeah. green. Oh, God. I've forgotten.
1: I think he's a rhino.
2: Green, green rhino
1: i think it's rhino. really
3: wow i need to actually like finish live man
2: we it's a good show man we may seem like we're <laughs> say, um, it may we may seem like we're bad fans because we can't remember what green's name is but if you watch live man you'll have the same reaction <laughs> pretty
1: much yeah isn't I green's only major episode in live man the uh infamous one
2: Oh, God, the pregnancy episode. You know that one. Oh. You know
1: what I'm oh, wow, talking yeah. about.
2: Okay, so it's Black Bison and Green Sai. So that's, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a rhino, right,
3: right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the first episode of Jetman is very similar to that of Live Man. Because uh, a lot of uh, Jetman is referencing previous, like, um, mm-hmm. best of uh, parts of previous Sentai. So that's why like, uh, Jetman is a very sort of loves showing Tom? by fans because it's quite big. Um, okay, so before we dive into uh,
0: more of the show, um, I guess you, uh, Tom and Alicia, you guys sort of know a little bit about the uh, pre-production um, story, like what happened beforehand, like what led up to the production of the show.
2: Uh, you guys want to sort of elaborate on it a little bit? Would you like to go first?
1: Uh, yeah, I could. I mean, I I think you actually know a little bit more about it, though.
2: I think I know more about Jetman, but you know a bit more about before Jetman. So
1: Okay. Yeah, so going into Jetman, uh, Sentai had been produced by mostly the same production staff. I mean, there were some changes, but it was mostly the same for going on about 10 years. And uh, Five Man, which is the year before Jetman, uh, that was a really troubled production. Uh, it had... I know it had some ratings issues that were without precedent. I've heard it had some toy issues, but we can't get numbers for shows that old. So I don't exactly know. I've Uh, I've
2: heard many reports about the Mecca for five man, the Max Magnus Mecca. mm -hmm. It like, it just did not sell at all. Toy shops were lit, like just covered in these Max Magnus because they just weren't selling.
1: Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Toei was sort of looking at Super Sentai as in crisis. And there was a feeling even among the staff of like, we can't really keep the franchise going like this. We need to do something different. So at the time, apparently everyone who worked on Jetman really thought uh, during pre-production, this, this will be the last Sentai season. This is going to be our big last hurrah. Uh, and after this, Toei will do something different. So there's a lot of people who work on Sentai, like from the 70s, basically all the way through the 80s, that Jetman is the last time that they work on it. And there's also a lot of, a lot of ideas that you would have thought were really important to Sentai in the 80s. Jetman's one of the last major times they do anything with those ideas. Because the series after Jetman is Ranger. And if you've seen both mm-hmm. of these shows, they're almost as different as two Sentai seasons can be. And that's because with Zhu Ranger, because so many people basically made plans to do something else after Jetman, Zhu Ranger got in a ton of fresh blood.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Five Man, not the, um, that Five Man was a bad show, it's that it was considered basically stale at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the feeling was that, specifically, that uh, audiences didn't really care what they were doing; that they kind of took the material for granted.
2: And uh, we, see. we were researching just before the podcast the uh, Hirohisa Soda, who was the mm-hmm. writer for Five Man, and was the writer up until Goggle Five that we just checked.
1: Yeah, he writes. I think he's the head writer on every show between Goggle Five and Five Man,
2: which is about nine years. Eight years
1: it's a long time, and yeah. to be fair, he does a, he has a lot of really great ideas about sentai in that time
2: mm. and so it, they were just considering that's it, okay let's do one big show to finish everything, and you know as uh, kind of like a celebration um, mm-hmm. It's not considered an anniversary show or anything like that. It's just let's do something that we all enjoy, and also they can kind of get away with at that time because if it's the last mm-hmm. show they can do whatever they wanted and
1: well and ratings have gotten so bad in five man they had no no one had any reason to think jet man would be more popular and when no one's watching that's when you can get away with doing the stuff you always wanted to do i think anyone who right. saw power rangers rpm has seen this that show clearly <laughs> oh. <laughs> only exists because disney stopped paying attention
2: yeah oh yeah So for this, um, they brought in uh, Inoue, uh, who is infamous nowadays for uh, some of the stuff that he writes. But for Jetman, this is kind of like his
1: uh,
2: holy grail, I guess. Or like his best work, his swan song. This
1: this really established him as a toku writer, because I think almost all of his credits before this are anime. Some of them are like really big hits. I think he did a lot of work Mm. with Fist of the North Star. But this is... Like this, and I think he did some filler in a couple of Sentai seasons before this, but this is when in a way became kinda kinda the guy.
0: Okay, so this was his first like major role in
1: yeah.
2: Tokusatsu. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, he'd written Bits and Bobs before. Um mm-hmm. Is Metalda yeah. before this?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. It's, I see him credit. Oh, in did Turbo he Ranger did he work on Five Metalder?
1: And... I, I know like, that Amamiya worked on Metalder, and that was a really like critically beloved show.
2: Yes, um, which sadly got cancelled because it just didn't connect yeah. with kids. Um, <laughs> Metalder
1: was really weird, is why it got cancelled.
2: <laughs> it's a great show; everyone should watch it. Oh, um, it is!
1: It's, it's it's fantastic.
2: But there's so also you, you just mentioned Kit Amamiya. Keita Amamiya is the main director of Jetman, um, which some of our listeners may know the name, but he is the creator of Garo. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does like doing his kind of like dark, very artistic, uh, styles in his tokusatsu shows. Um, There's so if you watch this... There's
1: particular Jetman monster he designs. He didn't design most of them, but when we talk okay. about the monster he designed, you'll know it.
2: <laughs> He'll be like,
1: oh, oh, that one. Is
2: it, Tra- it Trans Beast?
1: Uh, Veronica. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Keita Amamiya had worked on Sentai before. He was the monster designer for Live Man. And some of Live Man's stuff is incredible. It's monster designs in that show. Um, some of the best in the series, in my opinion. Ah, uh,
1: yeah. He did a lot of Metal Hero before Jetman Man 2. He did uh, monster designs and effects. And, of course, he directed Metalder. Mm
2: -hmm. he also worked on jiban as well he was a director for that i think um and if there's also because Amamiya loves doing stop animation stuff um in Mm -hmm. in jiban there is some like stop kind of animation claymation stuff in it that's really good but we're here talking about jetman right now
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry this is a period i really love yeah all of the old guys, they were basically going to step back a little bit for Jetman. I think the classic producer, uh, it's something Suzuki. I'm a bad fan. Sorry. He stayed around. But for a lot of the more active roles, it was guys mm-hmm. who were kind of up and comers at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any idea who was the main like action director for Jetman?
1: That's a good question because I know it's not Debori because Jetman is the last his last time doing red in the suit, and right. I don't know the kanji for action director offhand, so it's hard for me to look up.
2: <laughs> I'm on it. Okay. I'm on it
0: because <laughs> I know after Jetman he became the main action director. Yeah, right.
1: Uh, he wasn't main action director for all the shows, but he okay. I know he did at least part of Car Ranger and at least part <laughs> of Chew Ranger. I want to say I just know he does he he does some really great stuff as a action director.
0: Right. Yeah, I know he had like a he had like an era of like being action director and doing a whole bunch mm-hmm. of cool like like he apparently he like trademarked some of the like staple action scenes or whatever like styles. Mm-hmm. apparently i don't know if offhand which shows uh he established those in but i know he's he was apparently a
2: big deal for a while
1: well the action in Ninety Centai has a really distinctive look so yeah i have no problems believing that
2: all right i know the action director it is uh michihiro takeda
1: michihiro. oh yeah i think he's so, pretty he... ha- he's he's pretty well regarded right
2: yeah, uh, I just have a little look for his knees. Um He started on oh um, Jaspian. Ooh, yeah, cool. And he worked all the way up and oh gee, he worked on Gaim. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That, Damn, that that explains a lot about what happens when Gaim's fights start getting good.
2: Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and he's working on uh, Kamen Rider Ichigo, which is going to come out this year. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, he's part of uh, Japan Action Club. Yeah. And those guys are very tight-knit. So that mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: Yeah. yes. one other thing to sort of mention before we get back into the actual, you know, the grits of the show. Uh, theme song, which is, for me, it seems very, iconic of a theme song and it's done by it was sung by Hironobu Kageyama. He's mm. like freaking infamous for like doing a bunch of anime and tokusatsu shows.
1: Mhm. We yeah, are one of the founding members of Jam Project too. So right. if you if if you watched One Punch Man this year, you heard him.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean Jam Project <laughs> sorry like Jam Project got very famous after One Punch Man just, it's like anime fans had never heard of Jam Project. It was the well, weirdest thing to see.
1: before One Punch Man, there was the joke that if anything could get a Jam Project opening, clearly that show was going to suck.
2: Aww.
3: Because <laughs> they, <did> <laughs> yeah. they did a lot of Mecha, and Mecha's not that popular. Like, I
1: know they yeah, did Yeah, the, well,
3: uh, they did, like, Cardfight
1: Vanguard and, like, Soul Taker. I mean, it was shows that, they're not going to be as on anyone's radar as One Punch uh-huh. Man, which just turned into this monster hit.
0: Yeah. As I've, know, I've known them since they did Garo.
1: Yeah, That's I know. To me, they're, they're like the Garo band. Yeah. Oh, more Garo? We get some new Jam Project songs.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> good to hear. It's like, because, um, you know, they tend to announce, because uh, generally with uh, Garo, they have like a, a kind of an instrumental opening for the first 13 episodes. And then for mm-hmm. the remainder, it's the Jam Project song. So it's really funny when we get to like episode ten or eleven, and they still haven't announced who the singer's going to be for the song. It's like, look, everybody knows it's Jam Project; like, it isn't a secret. <laughs> Just tell us what the name is. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, to jump back into Jetman proper, um, talking about how sort of different this team feels. Um, it takes basically three episodes for everyone to come together. Um, in the first episode, we see uh Ryu and he finds his first two teammates who are Kaori and Raita.
1: And, I, and they're by far the most like well meaning and bumbling of the uh jetmen early on. Yeah, they get the good uh, ones,
3: mean, the ones who sign up like immediately. The troublemakers yeah, yeah. are in episodes two and three. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, mm-hmm. though to be fair, Raita didn't want to be in it first. Like he he literally joined because uh, the bad guys messed up his vegetable field.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> he didn't want to be in it. And she's like, um, she's like, oh uh, yes, I would like to be a gentleman. <laughs> and, uh, Jetman. i tell you what living in japan and like when people ask you about Sentai, and i said oh what's your favorite and i was like oh from live man or Jetman," and because they know i'm from england and so they mm-hmm. say like oh gentleman this guy i was like i understand the joke you're making here
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah I don't, I don't like even going through the show like Coyote kind of, she grows on me a little bit, but she's still my, probably my least favorite character in the show. Just because, I don't know, I just find her.
1: She, maybe so the she's, way she
0: talks, I don't know, but she's very.
1: In off terms of me. what she does in the plot, she's a very vacillating character. Like, mm-hmm. she'll say that she's going to do a thing and then, like, fail to do it and not do it. And then later yeah. she's like, oh man, I really should have done that thing. Yeah. And like she's she's kind of creepy about Red Hawk at points. Cause she's like yeah. super into yeah. him. And he's just like, um, lady, my fiance just died. I'm I'm going to angst about that. She's like, Okay, but when you're done, do you want to go out?
2: <laughs> and he's like, No, I'm too busy on the swings.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. talking talking to <laughs> which my is,
2: which is, is a joke you'll get when you watch the whole series. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay, and it's okay. it's like she's super into him but ends up dating uh Black Condor anyway and looks surprised when that doesn't look when that doesn't work out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Mm. I mean, oh
3: cuz <laughs> you know what I noticed these first 13 episodes? I think huh? it was one of episode one of the episodes is her first focus episode where we found out yeah. about her arranged marriage yes yeah. I think so, that's episode
2: three
3: that's mm-hmm.
0: uh four four so we're fighting bride. Mm.
3: yeah so yeah it's like she messes up the training exercise in their jets mm-hmm. and she's like oh i'm not good with machines i'm gonna go back home and be a little rich girl then her fiance comes by and she's like i don't want to get married no leave me alone then she goes hits on ryu and ryu's like i don't want you so then she's like well <laughs> screw you then i'm getting married and it's like she does some things out of spite, you know. Yeah, and I think that's Seems later like, yeah. what her relationship with Guy is about because he chases mm-hmm. her, but you know, she like finally she accepts. Just
1: straight up out says of he's spite. just doing it to mess with Red Hawk because yeah. he oh he doesn't like that guy.
2: Yeah, something that's important about this um, part of the plot is that at the time like these romance stories for just regular Japanese Mm -hmm. TV was very popular. Like three people love triangle kind of story. Very, very popular, which is why there's one in Japan.
3: First 13
0: episodes are full of them too.
2: Yeah. It
1: was big in manga at the time too.
0: I don't know. Like watching these 13 episodes, it feels like that point kind of gets dropped midway through the, this arc. Like it's big up until like, I think once they form the robot
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: after that it's not like a focus like you see it bits and pieces like when Ryu, Ryu's grandmother comes in and wants him to get married like she gets affected by it a little bit and you see Guy like sort of pushing him yeah you should get married to these people go for it go ahead um, but then it, they don't focus on it every episode which I think is good because I would be annoyed by now if they kept focusing mm-hmm. on the, the three uh, the love triangle
3: um, oh, what was that? also like
0: while I- go ahead I wasn't necessarily talking about the
3: love triangle specifically, but like romance uh-huh. in general. Because you know, righteous childhood friend comes to visit.
1: Akko's right. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
3: upperclassman is stalking her. Basically, he's stalking <laughs> oh, her.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, cup noodles. Such like, I mean, one of my favorite designs. That's so weird. I love it. I think the first this time I watched great. that episode is when I fell in love with the show. Right. That's so that's so funny. Um
1: Oh, because before that episode you're kind of wondering, like this is this is nice, but are you ever just gonna be Sentai? And that's the episode where it's like, yeah, we can we can do a normal Sentai episode. <laughs> normal ish.
2: Yeah. I think it was that and the diamond episode.
1: The diamond Those episode's still- amazing.
2: Yeah. Everyone's just beating <laughs> the hell out of each other in whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is that's a, good, um, a hell
1: of a way to break someone out of mind control, Kaori.
3: Uh, oh yeah, just yeah. dumping diamonds.
1: Like, look, I have bought here's all more the money. diamonds in Tokyo. Is this <laughs> enough for you? She just throws diamonds at her teammate until she's like, Oh, I guess I have enough. I'm not evil now.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, that's that was insane. Like I would I would lie even if the spell broke just to keep all of it.
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope i'm still evil
0: (laughs) bring me
2: more bring all the diamonds
1: (laughs) better go buy all the diamonds in Sapporo.
2: so this is a good good point to talk about the monster designs i think Mm -hmm. yeah um which for a show that is a little bit more geared to adults uh because from Mm -hmm. what i've read and spoken to other fans that kids weren't Uh, You know, there were fans of the show, but it wasn't a big hit with the kids, but with the parents and the more adult fans. You know, it was huge and they loved it and bought all the toys and everything. Um, But the the monster designs are very uh, not quite the theme that Jetman is setting.
1: They're kind of whimsical.
2: Yeah. Like there's a one, I I can't remember which episode it is, uh, where he's made out of taps like you know sink taps faucet oh, yeah. oh yeah faucet guy yeah that's it sorry that's the american word. but
1: it. there's a scene that establishes <laughs> that monster where he kills someone with a faucet that's amazing yeah
2: and like there's a lot of like the monsters in the show that kill people mm-hmm. yeah and like cuz yeah. they you, they just used to like you know kidnap them and then after the monsters are defeated they just come back but like a really good show,
3: episode is uh the la- 13 I think. Which one is them on the bus? That's the bus is 12, 12, I
1: think. The bus episode yeah. so, is also amazing.
3: Because it's like a murder mystery. Every time they mm-hmm. go in the tunnel, someone dies. And I think some recent toku have like kind of paid homage to that, if I remember correctly, and I probably
2: don't. Because uh, my memory is terrible. Isn't it,
1: based, isn't
2: it based on like a Japanese story about going into tunnels? Like it's, Or like a movie type thing? Because I swear I've seen that in a lot of other media. That's happened a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah I just, I, I can't imagine a modern show being able to do that many shots on a moving bus.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And
3: that Especially is, where,
1: like, like Dead Man, they fill almost the entire episode. At least half of it is just yeah, on the bus. Yeah,
3: it's all on that bus, just with Kaori and Rita.
2: It's such yeah. a weird episode. Because one, one of the people on the bus is like, oh, I was going to the bridge to just go kill myself.
0: That's the thing I was about to say. Like, that, that, that is like, the thing. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It feels like it's such a like a like. It feels like a J drama in a, a bit mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like they do have a, some a, adult themes to it or mature themes to it. Like suicide. Like the, She literally was gonna jump off a bridge. I think she also had pills. Yeah, she Hopefully. was taking sleeping pills so that when she jumped in, I guess
3: she wouldn't fight as hard.
0: Yeah. Right. And by the end of it, she realizes that she doesn't want to die. She wants to live. And then, you know, she thinks Coyote and all that stuff. But yeah, it was just crazy to see like you have at the same episode, you have a a person like having a suicide attempt and also you have like three people die and that's it. Like they don't get returned to normal. They just fizzle into like bubbles and that's it. And that's really crazy to think like because I'm so used to since I haven't like, like, like Tom said people get captured or whatever. And then as soon as the monster is dead, you know, beams of light fly around and then they get restored.
2: But this was like, no, these people are dead. That's, that's it. Yeah. They're really dead. Um, normal center, normal, uh, recent center. doesn't do that. <laughs> the only one that has, and I thought it was strange, was kaija where some of the yeah. Gormins like shot at crowds and the people just got shot and fell down and died.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's oh, like, yeah.
2: what no, what, what do you mean they're not getting up? <laughs> like, when wasn't it, it like a little explosion in front of them, and they fell down to the ground? It's like nope. they just. Mommy, that man
3: stopped moving.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, uh, yeah. About the design, the monster designs—they they do seem very random. Uh, the one that's the most interesting to me is the apartment one, um, more so just because of how they. the the effects for like inside the apartment where it had all the tentacles and the big mouth in the wall and see how they showed like, you know, Ryu and guy like sort of getting pulled in to the big mouth thingy. I don't know. It it looks really interesting. And then you see the big monster just has a pretty much a big apartment on top of his head.
2: Yeah. That one is, Uh, that one's a really good one. Um, we, (coughs) we did slightly touch on, um, how is it? Cup noodle God. Yes. yes, um is it
1: cup noodle god worship god, the god cup, noodle at the church of your choice, yes, praise <laughs> on
2: <laughs> be to him cup noodle god um yeah, uh, and, uh, uh,
1: trivia fact uh episode eleven the the infamous cup noodle episode is the first episode of Sentai that Kawa wrote, oh, oh, yeah, he went uh, on to write right, uh, in... Head writer of Abba Ranger is probably what he's most famous for um. I kind of consider him the co-head writer of Car Ranger, just because he writes the ending. Uh, And he's Uh written episodes of, like, more shows than he hasn't, I'll put it that way. He's also the head writer of uh, Gokaiger. Huh. Uh, Is he the
3: one who has, he's writing the anime right now, Active Raid?
1: Yeah, he's writing Active Raid.
0: Right. (laughs) Wow, so that was his first episode, huh?
1: Yeah, that was his first Sentai episode. But just so- he had written for Toei before then. He did uh, his very first episode was an episode of *Common Rider Black*. Okay, I just
2: I, I'm just looking at a picture of Cup Noodle God, and there's <laughs> nothing about it that I dislike. It's just perfect. It's, it's, <laughs> it is probably
0: the best one there. Like I, my, I have a friend who's he's seen the first batch of episodes, and he loves Cup Noodles uh, God Noodle so much that he. Printed a picture out of it and put it on his fridge. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and every time you come into the place, you just see Cup Noodle
2: like on the side of his fridge. It's great. It's it's so funny because there was a time where people kept on saying how Jetman is the adult theme, Sendai. You know, it, it was made for adult fans. It's serious. You know, really dramatic. And people would post pictures of uh, uh, Cup Noodle God in reply to that. <laughs> 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 oh man i i love that i love but if, if you do like him he does have a slight cameo in a later episode oh really yeah Ooh. when oh, they right, go somewhere that's right. he
1: does he does yes.
2: when they go somewhere and they see him again and that's what i will saying until the next podcast or the next next podcast <laughs> i can't remember which episode yeah it is.
1: yeah it's gonna be a while
2: yes yeah, yeah yeah it's gonna be a bit um do we talk about guy's uh first appearance because he's kind of like one of the big things about the best he's so freaking
0: like just so cool (laughs) i don't know how else to say it he's freaking cool
1: he's as cool as you can be in a show for five-year-olds that's true
0: is he the only sentai like hero who smokes
1: it's a good question because smoking like it was a long time before there was a stigma really against mm-hmm. it yeah you know I can't think I of anyone else offhand
2: I'm trying to think yeah. of like maybe some of mm. the commanders have smoked before yeah, yeah some of the commanders
1: maybe. would smoke yeah mm. well he's he's like the only I doubt there are any other sentai heroes that smoked and hung out in G-rated dive bars uh, had a <laughs> specific brand of whiskey that was their favorite hung out with G-rated floozies played pool punch the Red Ranger in the face, you know, the first time he met the guy.
2: That is absolutely wonderful. The first time (laughs) he's trying to light his cigarette and he's like, holds out a lighter and he has the most gormless smile. And the guy just looks at him and just punches him in the face. And he's like, don't treat me like I'm an idiot. (laughs) 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 um, speaking of Guy Yuki, um, Uh, Wakamatsu, uh, his actor, we interviewed him uh, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. The first part is available on the YouTube page, um, YouTube channel, rather. Um, You can go and watch it now. It's about 40 minutes long, but he does go into details quite a bit about the show. Um, If you haven't watched all of Jetman, maybe wait until you've watched all of it, because he does spoil some things. But Mm -hmm. the biggest spoiler (laughs) is probably the most well-known fact if you've ever watched Sentai um yeah if you've if
0: you've been
3: if around you watch like,
2: go kaija you know
3: yes if yeah. you watch yeah, go kaija
2: you can watch the interview there's no problems uh, which he does also talk about go kaija it as well and it's really wonderful and right. he is a really nice guy he's really he's a cool guy he does seem really nice he's a cool yeah. guy
3: <laughs>
2: please Oop. please everybody else get that reference
1: Aww. cool
2: guy there we go thank you Aww. yeah <laughs> Just gonna sit over here with my dad jokes.
1: Well, now the ending does say cool guy, so yes, there we go. Yeah.
0: So, how was it? How was it meeting him?
2: Uh, terrifying, yeah. <laughs> um, because did you
0: think he was gonna punch you
3: in
2: the face? Uh, do you know what? Yes, did you want him to? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually because uh, we when he turned up, I saw him through the window and nobody else did, and I was like. guys here (laughs) (laughs) and we were filming and stuff and I said uh, because we had a little break while we were filming it I was like oh uh, do you want to go have a cigarette because I thought this would be the most amazing thing that I could go and have a cigarette with Guy I shouldn't call him Guy his name is Wakamatsu Um, (laughs) and he was like oh no I've quit and I was like oh oh oh, okay I was really disappointed I wanted to share a cigarette with him and light his cigarette (laughs) And smile at him really gormlessly to just reenact it. See if he'd punch me in the face. Uh, but oh, man. Sadly, that didn't happen. You would have to record that if that ever happened. That's <laughs> yeah. my, my claim to fame, that would be. Yeah. It's always great speaking to these guys. Um, the actors and staff from these shows. Because they have so much love for the characters that they played. It makes mm-hmm. re-watching the show, like uh, Jetman, again, like so much more enjoyable. Right. Because he knows so many little details about the shows and he remembers it and he was happy to talk about it. And we learned so much from it. Because previously, um, fans, or at least Western fans, uh, didn't know that Jetman sort of saved Sentai. Um, Because Sentai has Mm -hmm. been at a point where it's nearly been cancelled a few times. Um, And people don't believe that would happen, but it happened to Kamen Rider. Like, yeah, and it happened yeah. to metal heroes because we're still waiting for mm-hmm. that metal hero revival, despite having occasional movies. And uh, people assumed it was Car Ranger for some reason. It was just kind of some fan internet rumor that just got circulated so much that it became fact. Um, but yeah, I always we, thought that was the case too. Yeah, so did we. Um, so when we yeah. interviewed Red Racer, we said, "Oh, you know, could we ask you about uh, you know Car Ranger saving Sentai because it was going to get cancelled, mm-hmm. like the whole thing." And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, oh, okay. we were like, well, that's a bit weird. I was like, okay. yeah." Uh, so we thought, okay, the, the next people we interview, we'll ask them and see what they know. Like from that period, maybe it was that period, it, it, the shows were facing cancellation. Uh, so when yeah. we we met some other people, we spoke to some of the Dye ranger people, and we asked them um, about Sentai being cancelled at this period. And they said, Mm-hmm. It, it, that period uh, like Die Ranger and Kakaranger, it wasn't gonna get cancelled, but like if it didn't do well, they were aware that it may get cancelled. It's not uh, on the brink, but you know, they needed to make a good show. Otherwise the next show It wouldn't help, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Well, it was only like a year after Car Ranger ran that I think the network uh the network had a block of programming that Sentai was running in. And when Mega Ranger kind of hops from the 20 to the 24 minute episodes, basically the Mm -hmm. network had stopped airing that block. And that's when Sentai goes into its current time slot. Oh. Mm. And so theoretically, if Toei knew the network, you know, I I need this block to deliver or, you know, we may run something else, Mm -hmm. uh, Toei may have, you know, known that all along. Uh, The fact that they got another time slot, though, makes me think it was maybe not the the existential threat to the franchise that people maybe thought it was.
2: I see. Mm. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even say that Jetman officially saved Sentai. I mean, well, it it did. But, like, even with Duel Ranger, if Duel Ranger hadn't been good, then Mm -hmm. it would have got cancelled. You know, they needed to keep the bar relatively good. For Sentai to keep on going, so even but Sentai,
1: it's it's always a process. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard for one show to have a really decisive impact, but if there's a trend that goes through a couple shows, uh, you can you know that can mean something. And I think, like even though Five Man was troubled, I think Turbo Ranger also was, and
2: there may have Mm -hmm. been a
1: little bit of decline before that. So, Um,
2: so Jetman as a show and as a whole part of Sentai generation is very interesting. And I think that era is probably my favorite of shows because it's like yeah. Jetman, Duel Ranger, Die Danger, Danger Kaka Danger. Like those are like my favorites and they're all, you know, one year after the other. So there's that yeah. period that, uh, mm. for me is most interesting because it was sort of just before they start using cg too much i mean Kakaranja they used it a little bit um but even jetman's point they're still doing like the how to say like the actor in the suit with a screen in the background for when the jetman are a, flying a composite yeah the, the strange composites that they uh they do yeah. when they fly um yeah and they still use all the practical effects and everything it's yeah it's, it's, it's interesting, like. For example, all
0: the beam attacks or whatever—they're uh, all like just—I mean, they—they do enough to bring the point across, but it's not overbearing. Um, like in, I think it was the first episode when um, I forget what the dude's name is—the uh, main one of the main bad guys um, when he brings out the little uh, minions at first, like he basically brings his hand out and then yellow like goo sort of drips off of his hand oh, into the yes. vegetable field. That's so nice how That's, it's done. That is such a good effect. Um also a good effect or uh, well interesting effect is like whenever they show like giant monsters grabbing people and they have that big giant prop hand <laughs> coming around and grabbing somebody. I love that. Every time I see it, like whether it's like Bioman or whatever, like seeing that hand yeah come around and around somebody is so funny. I love it. Um, but yeah, that that early early to mid '90s era of Sentai, like it clicks so well. Like they, it's like the right point between practical effects and more CG. Like you said, mm. it's very good. I love it. I think it's probably a good place to round out, uh, wrap up. Unless you guys have anything, anything else to say about the show? Um, for for me, anyway, like I being the first time seeing it. Um, I'm really interested to see more about it. Um, especially like at episode 13 is like a pretty big cliffhanger because it's the episode where, uh, they have the camera monster and at the end of the episode, it captures Cody, and that's pretty much where they leave it off. Is like, she's trapped in, um, fake Rie or whatever. <laughs> Maria. Maria. Yeah. Maria. Yeah. She's in her photo book basically. And that's pretty much where we leave it off. Um, uh, that episode's pretty interesting because it's the episode where they bring back the love triangle, like, really hard. Yeah. And it also introduces a fourth, kind of, because Raita Man, starts I to didn't, fall for it, too.
3: Yeah. I didn't like that, especially so soon after he has a whole thing with his childhood friend. Because I think the triangle was enough. And when yeah. you see later episodes, they don't really do anything with it as far as is concerned. He just kind of gets obnoxious. But one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Viram themselves and, like, their mm-hmm. goals. And I, like, it's kind of interesting how in every episode they're all basically going, humans are disgusting, and they pick a random reason. <laughs> like, look at them drinking soda. Let's make a soda monster. Look at them living in an apartment. Let's make an apartment monster. Why do they drive on roads? That's weird. Let's make a traffic monster. Every episode is like humans are so weird. What's up with that? So ugly.
0: Oh, yeah. Wasn't the cup noodle one literally just because um, they have to eat to sustain themselves or something like that? The guy
2: is like a cup ramen fan. Otaku, yeah.
1: I think it's supposed to be about like people being impatient because the big selling point of the noodle. Instant noodle, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You're right, yeah, yeah. Instant noodles. (laughs) <laughs> all those 60 seconds you have to
2: wait to eat it
3: so your yeah, environment is just like super petty the whole time They're just like what is up with these people and their cameras and traffic and buses so ugly and I like how Grey is annoyed with all the rest of them because you know Grey the robot he likes music he likes to smoke he doesn't even do much because he's the most human of them all Terrible
2: tagline. <laughs> <insert>. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is interesting because I, I, the last episode that I watched, because uh, you see uh, Ryu has flashbacks with him and Rie and how she was good at uh, piano. And then you see Maria uh, go to the piano and start playing. And then, like, minutes later, Grace just completely copied the whole, like, learned the whole thing and just playing on the piano. And, I don't know, it's just so interesting that this guy doesn't say much. Um, but he's the one that seems like he would be the one to turn the most. Like, he would be the one that would appreciate humans the most and turn on a or something like that. Mm. It's I don't know. That's my prediction that he's probably going to turn on them. The... Just because
2: he seems to be... Mm. Good. No, oh, I I actually feel a bit stupid not even bringing up the villains of this show because they're fantastic. Yeah, they're a great team of villains. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Like Ruddergate's actor is just—I <laughs> love him. He's so good. <laughs> He's got such, the, the the beautiful dramaticness that talkers have the villains. Uh-huh. It's kind of like requirement. It's like stage acting, ridiculously over the top um yeah he's good and like you know the first few things that he says is we have iron we interdimensional uh be- gods like they refer to themselves as gods yeah um and they're always like a constant threat like mm-hmm. some villains in sentai have um really if the sentai team tried they could actually defeat all the generals and then go defeat the final boss um, with yeah. a lot of shows, and I'm not a big fan of that. Like, I want the villains to always be beating the Sentai every week. Um, or at least, you know, be on equal footing. And Viram definitely are that. They always have a kind of a back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, recent shows don't really tend to do that anymore. Um, one in particular that I always remember is Magi Uh When the... They, the the six gods no, the six like ultimate villains that they have towards the end turn up and you know they have like the clock and it spins around and it picks which one will go out and fight the magic rangers yeah I remember, really, that? remember that but like those guys bigly. yeah those guys like destroy the magic rangers like completely whip them every time and the magic rangers have to work together to be really um smart in how they defeat that villain mm. and i like right. that because i the, they were very threatening as villains, and I kind of get that from environment as well they're quite strong and I like that a lot
0: they seem very calculating, too like they're they they're not a lot of Sentai villains nowadays they sort of operate on emotion mm-hmm like once they get defeated they'll like they re, they're very reactive i guess as far as how they attack mm-hmm but Viram seems very calculated they're 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 sitting back and they're they're thinking about what they're gonna do mm-hmm yeah, I don't know. I am very interested to see like they they seem like a very iconic villains. Um they kind of remind me of uh the villains in Live Man. Maybe it's because it's the only older one I've seen before this,
2: but it's funny you mentioned that because the, one of the villains from Live Man, one of the actors appears in this <laughs> later. Oh, really? Yes. And he is oh, man. awesome. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I don't know if it's a spoiler to say which one. No. Should yeah, I just keep myself surprised? <laughs> uh, Well, maybe the next podcast he appears. I think you're roughly okay. about that point. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm excited to
0: watch more of this. I'm I really enjoying the show so far. I'm trying to keep my hype levels down because I just, for almost a decade, I've heard about how awesome Jetman is, and I don't want to ruin it by getting too excited for it. But so far, it's proven to be a very good show. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Any final thoughts?
1: So I think it's kind of interesting we're doing a show on like Jetman's first quarter. Jetman's Mm -hmm. a show that starts really strong. It Mm -hmm. establishes a lot of really good characters really quickly, quickly establishes the stakes. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because... The, one of the main complaints I see about Jetman these days is that the first half of the show is boring. And, like, we've been talking about this for an hour. We've kind of just scratched the surface. I mean, yeah, we've covered, like, the uh, plot basics and some of the really fun fillers. So, yeah, I just kind of feel like... Uh, there are runs of Jetman where I can see why you wouldn't care for them, and we'll get to them in the mm-hmm. future, but I think the show's first quarter is really solid. You get a lot of plot movement. Uh, you also get a lot of uh, the good in ones, and I feel like, you know, it, Sentai doesn't really feel like itself until you get just, like, a good regular episode. I know some people would yeah. like the show to be, like, all plot all the time. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I've I've always felt like a show that was made along those lines would be a little bit exhausting. I feel like with, with Jetman, especially in these first 13 episodes, there's a really good balance of lots of stuff happening to affect the status quo. And just, you know, sometimes they go out and fight a monster.
0: I think you just need to see how they work in like a normal, you know, sense, type situation mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, a monster appears. They mm-hmm. come, like maybe one or two of them are trapped and, you know, the other ones come yeah. in to save them like you see that a few times and it's it's also kind of tricky because like in the first few episodes like guy is like a dick and then like you know when you see the filler episodes like you see him helping and you know caring about the characters you know like he comes in to help them out and he's protecting people you know mostly Kauri obviously but you see like these you see them interact and you see them how they are normally and then they come to like the plot heavy episodes and that's when you see like the the under tones of their characters and how they don't really get together well. Um, But yeah, I, I agree with you that it's important to get normal episodes once in a while.
1: Yeah. It's kind of interesting that even, even when it's at the point where the team, like all five of them will actually go out and fight a bad guy together. Um, you obviously see more of this in plot episodes than in kind of the one offs, but they don't really get along. Like, they're yeah. all not even fighting for remotely the same <sighs> reasons.
0: No, no. I think, yeah, I think the only one that's really doing it for a righteous we- reason, no, I wouldn't even say Ryu is doing it. He's doing more for revenge. Anything else?
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
2: Yeah, there's, I, I like these characters. more so like i like the their connections not so much the characters because i'm not a big fan of yellow and white um but (laughs) um, (laughs) but the connections that they have and the fact that they don't get along um Mm. and they're not a group of friends that would ever meet or would be friends or would like how would these people meet ever in a real life situation they never would um whereas no. any other sentai it's uh, especially Akko.
0: <laughs> yeah Akko. um she's a high school student, so I mean no one will, I mean there's no way that these people would unless it's random like how it is now like mm. that's what I find interesting
2: which it, it makes sense why they don't get along because they have nothing mm-hmm. connecting them apart from being jetman. Um, yeah and their skills sets aren't compatible really. Uh, so it does take quite All a right. while for them to actually group up and become like a, a more regular sentai team should we say
0: mm-hmm. do they continue training throughout the whole season because I, I know in the first arc like once in a while you'll see the chief like sort of training them
2: in martial arts or whatever i'm pretty sure pretty much pretty much up until the end i think can you back me up on this i think
1: what's this now
2: are, are they being trained up until the end of the show
1: <gasps> Oh okay um in theory yes We mostly see it happening up front when Mm -hmm. like they're all just civilians and they kind of need to learn out of nowhere how to perform kind of like a a military unit. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be implied that once they agree to become, you know, part of Jetman, they kind of go through a training regimen a lot like what Ryu and his team did. Yeah. it makes it a little questionable that to stay such a big guy for the whole show, but <laughs> I understand what they were going for.
2: It's a bit like uh, Hurley on Lost. Is it Hurley's name? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wonder if he addresses it like Hurley because Hurley says it in the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, people ask me, why am I so big? No, I'm not eating all the food. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, no, I think, I think it's a good time to. Wrap up the
2: podcast. Yeah. I'm i I'm, find, I'm our, finding it difficult to uh talk about things that don't happen later in the show. Yeah, uh, uh, uh yeah. That's so why I'm like, i ah, can't really say this. Oh,
0: can't really say this. Yeah, it's it is a it is a small badge, so it's, it's it's not too much to say, but yeah, um I'm, I'm very excited to get to the next portion. <laughs> so yeah, this has been another episode of the Tokenet Podcast. Um if you're watching Jetman with us, uh let us know what you think of the show so far. Uh, what do you think of the first 13 episodes? What's your favorite part? Who's your favorite character? It's probably Guy. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, this is. you can find our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, you can rate and review our podcast. Uh, please do. We like to hear feedback. Uh, we're on all types of social media. You can find Tokenet on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, all that. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel that Tom and Cooney worked very hard on. Yay! Uh, you can see the first part, as he said, the first part of the interview with... Uh, can you say his name again? I, I'm bad on his name.
2: Uh, Toshihite Wakamatsu, which I'm pretty sure I just nope. said wrong. <laughs> I know I feel stupid. Sorry.
0: If you go to, go to the YouTube channel, you'll find his interview. Um, and among very, a lot of other interviews and, you know, press event coverage. You can if you feel like donating to the site, uh, dollar does a lot for us. Um, we have a donate button on the front page. Uh, hit that button, buy us donuts, all that good stuff. We want donuts. Uh, where can they find you guys on social media?
1: Ah, uh, mainly I post to Twitter at v 3 uh, if you want a lot of politics and common writer fan art that's it's a twitter account for you
2: (laughs) and tom Uh, you can find me at at tom constantines um i mostly post pictures of me um at events and hang out with actors and i feel like i'm boasting sometimes um (laughs) but you can tweet me any question i'll answer i'm i'm happy to do that about anything and Nick had to leave a bit early, but you can follow him
0: on Twitter at Robo Breakfast. And I am Takumi 23 on Twitter as well. Uh, this has been another podcast. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Goodbye, Internet. Done it.